What's up, everybody? We're back with another episode of Questionable for Sunday. Coming down the home stretch of the fantasy season here. Last week of the regular season, a lot on the line for many of our teams. Uh, usually, I'm joined by the commish Connor, but uh, Connor is out today. Um, some worries from him. He had to take a, co- a test for COVID, or as Curtis would call it, the common flu. Uh, but he is out for tonight. Uh, in, in his <laughs> standing in his shoes this week, we got uh, some great guests joining us. First off, we got uh, Tristan joining me as my co-host today, trying to fill Connor's shoes. I don't know how you feel about that statement, but uh, welcome. Uh, thanks, th- thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. I'm going to yell into the mic and pretend I'm Connor. Uh, how how are you doing, guys? Great to see you today. It was a crazy <laughs> week. Oh my God, Eric, you're a bitch. Oh, happy to be here. Tells tells. Uh, and uh, ask Connor, tell us about what it's been like the last week being unemployed. Oh, I mean, how hard is life? Oh, it's, I mean, getting out of the blankets is, I mean, my, my number one struggle right now. And frankly, I mean, that the sheets are so crusty these days where I just have a big pump and dump scheme going just in the, I mean, I'm in there all day. Like, there, it's practically paper mache in there. So one of these days, I got to get out and and take care of myself and my body and figure it out. It's a tough. Uh, it's been a tough scene. And like you said, I've got the common the common flu, uh, as some would call it, COVID. Uh, so you know, it's getting a little harder in here. And uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Okay, now as Tristan, I feel like your team is it two two wins. I feel like you've been a your team's been coming on lately down the stretch. Not you know, yeah, not not towards not hot, pushing right to playoffs, but you know, setting yourself up potentially well for the, the for the total bowl bracket. How how you been feeling about your team? You mean you know, I made some moves at the end of the at the trade near the trade deadline the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, what's going through your mind right now about your team? Yeah, I think you said it a couple of weeks ago uh, that you know, even though I was a, a bottom feeder, uh, that I'm still trying to make moves to improve my team, even toward the end of the year before the trade deadline. Uh, that's exactly what I was doing. I didn't want to be Chris. Uh, I didn't want Chris to uh, supplant me or me to supplant him as the the true bottom feeder. Uh, so I made some moves and I'm feeling pretty good. I think Russ is actually, the last game was a little bit better. I think he's actually starting to get a little healthy. And at least from the post game talk from Pete Carroll last game, I think they have a little bit of fire to prove that they're not as shit as they actually are. Um, so I think Russ is coming on a little strong and frankly, the injuries to McCaffrey and Deandre Swift have done me pretty well. And, uh, I'm loving that I held on to those handcuffs and, um, yeah, I think my, my team's kind of coming alive. I mean, Eli Moore, i got off the wire damn know, a it, while dude. back. God damn it. I drafted Eli Moore. <laughs> Goddard, I got off the wire too, not too long ago. And, um, They've both been coming alive. So, um, I mean, I, frankly, like, I'm not trying to kid myself. Like, I did all of that out of desperation. Like, I needed someone with a pulse that, like, maybe would do something. And uh, just luckily for me, they've actually produced. So, yeah, I actually, I like my team. And if, frankly, I would have started with this team, uh, yeah, I wouldn't feel so terrible about myself. <laughs> all right. You mentioned the DeAndre Swift injury. Our guest here, not so happy about it. We got Ben joining us, you know, uh, uh, at eight and four in the running for potentially the, the second buy, uh, Ben, welcome. 
Thank you for joining us. What's and, up, guys? Uh, you know, coming down the stretch here, last game of the regular season, you know, what's going through your mind right now about your team? As I said, you, you could finish as high as second. You could also potentially be out of the playoffs. So a large range of outcomes coming into this uh, big final week. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. I, you know, coming into the last week of the regular season, I just love that there's only one playoff spot locked up. I Who, love it. Whose spot is that? I don't know. I don't, we don't have to talk about it. Uh, it's just exciting. I mean, look at there's one, two, three, four teams at eight and four who could all be out of the playoffs. Not all of them, but one of them could be out of the playoffs. Uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's going to come down to the wire. Um, got the Hazari Bowl this week. Good game. Uh, and I'm not feeling that great about it, to be honest. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, uh, Tristan, do you have any... Do you have any Connor level questions to ask Ben here now? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think my mind is as fucked as Connor's is, so I don't know if I quite have anything for you. Uh, I was going to say, like, in the fall of Constantinople, there was once a, a man with the last name of Swift. Uh, he tended to get injured, and it seems like your, your player is following the same line. What do you have to say about that? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel for you. Like, your team... I like your team, but to your point, like, there's so much... I was... I mean, I gotta say, like, I was shocked that I beat Hovey. Like, I didn't... I thought, obviously, the McCaffrey deal for him was gonna be great, and on paper it was, but I didn't think that Dude, he was... you crushed Hovey. I know. You uh, squashed so, him. Like, even to that point, like, there's, what, four guys at eight and five? And that could alter. I mean, J honestly, I think one of the dark horses for the championship is Jerry. As much as I was shitting on his team out of the draft, uh, Je I mean Jefferson has been going off. Uh, God, I think he. I, I think he's poised to be doing pretty well. So like, it's such a toss up and such a mix up. And I just hope for your sake you can stay in it without Swift. I know. I know. We'll see. I was going to say, I'm playing Jerry this week, and nothing would make me happier this season than beating Jerry in Week 14 and putting him out of the playoffs. That honestly might make Jerry's me happier. Jerry's team's been strong. That honestly might make me happier than winning the championship. <laughs> I, okay, real, real, real quick, you've been, you've been coming in hot on the, the anti-Jerry takes. You yep. have a, a, do, you, do you have some perspective on that? I'm not sure I caught that in the last couple episodes. You know he's just, he's just, uh, he's just dirty. He just does me dirty. Uh, just poor fancy etiquette. Uh, his, Can you give me the his text Can his text messaging his bit? text messaging etiquette? Yeah. Okay, you want to hear a story? I I should have told it on the there. last pod and I forgot and then I remembered it after and it just blows my mind. I text Jerry like during the season. I mean we made one trade this year, but I tried a few other times. So I obviously was trying to text him. It's like the the response rate is like 10%. And even when we're like, when we made the deal, it was just like, it takes like 48 hours to make a trade with Jerry. It's like, if I'm making a trade with like Curtis or Spencer or Joe, it's like half an hour to an hour max. Maybe it's like, make the offers, figure it out. And do we got a deal or not? With Jerry, it's like 48 hours minimum. It just drags on. And so, and it's like most of the time, I just, most of the time it's a never response. I send him an offer or I send him a text about something, and it's just nothing. 
And then last week or two weeks ago, we made Christmas cards with a picture of Alki and Keala. And so we we're sending one to Jerry and Lauren. And Jaron texted Jerry and was like, hey, what is your address? And Jerry responds back in like 30 minutes and says, or she said, can you send me your address? And Jerry responds back in like 30 minutes and says, oh, yeah, of course. By the way, I don't have this number saved. Who is this? And I was like, this guy <laughs> has my number. He won't respond to a fucking text message. I'll send him like 10 texts in a row and I'll just get a wall of silence. He gets a text from a random number and not just any text. A text is asking him for his address where he lives from a person. He has no idea who the fuck it is. And he responds in 30 minutes and says, of course, I'll send you random person my address. But who is this? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that just shows so, his love for you, Erickson. Yeah, yeah. Or his yeah, his lack of confidence in you as a as an upstanding human being. I think, frankly, your your right your proposed trades to him have really put him off. I, Apparently, I got a text from him. Got a text from him a while back um, on uh, mid November. Uh, saying that um, saying that the price that you're asking for Ramondre is uh, ridiculous uh, saying that right before he accepted my offer to send Jefferson to him you sent him an offer for Stevenson and Mecole Hardman Russell Wilson and that he would essentially have to drop Hardman for roster purposes so basically Stevenson for Russ no way and i quote no way see I, I, at it's this point i've made I, at this point i've made so many trade offers with jerry it's like i don't even know if that was a trade offer or not uh erickson if that was a trade offer that's super shit the thing Dude. but the thing is this is the same this comes back to the same thing as last year when uh, i offered alexander madison to ben for aaron Rodgers. at a certain point jerry doesn't need three quarterbacks he has dak uh Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. So he's never going to play Russell Wilson. So it would be more beneficial to his team to have Ramondre Stevenson than it would to have Russell Wilson. Like yeah, Ramon, Ramondre, not, what, if you, Damian, what you never factor into the trade is that you oh, it's going to make my team better in the playoffs. Well, it makes yeah. his team better too. Look, Damian Harris hurt his quad in the Monday night game. He might be out for the season. Ramondre Harrison, Harrison uh, or Stevenson, whatever the fuck his name is. If Damian Harris is injured, Ramondre Stevenson is a top 12 running back the rest of the season. And that's a huge improvement to Jerry's team. J J Jerry's <laughs> starting J.D. McKissick as his second running back. But, like, oh, Ramondre, Ste like, Ramondre Stevenson, even if Damian Harris was in the lineup, would be just if good, just as good or if not better than J.D. McKissick. Wait, but his, his, his RB1, well, you could swap him out. His RB1 is Eli Mitchell. Yeah. RB2 is Damian Harris. And he has, if he needs it, he has JD as a as a stand-in. I mean, that's not a terrible stand-in. Like if if I'm not know, saying McKissick is horrible. I mean, I'm I fucking started Nihe Mines as my RP two last week, so I, I don't have much room to talk. <laughs> but uh, you know, Steve, there's there's a lot more upside with rostering Ramondre Stevenson than there is having Russell Wilson as your third quarterback. And it's not like Russell Wilson's yeah. been great. If he would have traded him, if if Jerry would have traded me Russell Wilson, would anybody be crying about it right now? Russell Wilson has sucked but, dick. Would you have dropped 
uh, Trevor Lawrence if he sent you rough? Well, I had Jimmy G at the time. I traded Jimmy G afterwards. That's why, I, I mean, I, I still keep Lawrence just in case something happens to Cam Newton or Lamar Jackson. I at least have someone. But so probably not. But well, it, it may make you feel better. Uh, and he may have. I don't know if he ghosted Connor, but he said surprisingly Connor sent him a worse offer. Connor sent uh, the worst trade offers of the year. We already. He sent terrible offers to Spencer. He, he, he sent. He sent uh, Jared. He goes quote. Okay, what about Russell Wilson? <laughs> what about Russell Wilson, Mitchell, DK Metcalf, and McKissick for Kamara and Mike Williams? This is like the offer he sent Spencer. He's offered Spencer. The one he sent Spencer was like those same two guys for like uh, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, one of his quarterbacks, and uh, fucking. Josh Jacobs or one somebody else. And I was like, dude, what universe is he living in? That's what I'm saying. And this is when Kamar was hurt. It's like, wow. <laughs> this, you know, I put it in the show sheet. I put a section to shit on Connor since he's missing the podcast. He's not here. <laughs> the, the perfect time to talk about Connor is when he's not here. So that's the segues right into it. Uh, Connor's horrible at trade offers. It's, he, he rarely makes trades. And when he does, they usually don't go his way. As we saw last year, he made a big trade with Joe that was just a total flop. Do you remember uh, what that was? I can't recall. I don't know. Something with DeAndre Hopkins. And, uh, I mean, it didn't work out for Connor. I'll put it that way. Joe was in the championship last year, and I think Connor was, you know, squeak, squeaking out of the to- the consolation bracket. I mean, it speaks volumes when Connor is on a heater of losses four in a row. He is struggling. He's went, he went from five and four to five and eight, and and completely nice. out of the playoffs. You know, Connor's been nice to Chris this year on the podcast. I feel like in years past, all he would do is like shit on Chris and talk about how much he sucks at fantasy. But uh, in reality, Chris is a much better fantasy football player than Connor, especially if you probably account like time spent on fantasy to six and uh like the wins uh chris i'm sure spends way less time thinking about fantasy than connor does and is still more successful i mean just look at the standings this year connor 1503.1 chris 1660.7 points scored um i just wanted to make a note connor you, you should just send me your 25 dollars we bet now i've i'm gonna outscore you this year uh so, oh, was that a preseason bet? That was a preseason bet. You know my Venmo. So Love it. Twenty five dollars you can send my way. Well, I will say too, uh, Connor was screaming to me to be his hype man because Chris ghosted him on the uh, about being his hype man for the basketball game, and he came crawling asking <laughs> if I could gas him up on the pod uh, because because uh, you or someone else. Uh, yeah, I'm Hobie's promoter. Yeah, kept kept promoting Hobie. But then it, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it, because I thought that I had taken him in the bet with Jordan, but it turns out Jordan <laughs> took him. So fuck you, Connor. You're Let's go the, home. You know, you're on the right side. I I, I have firsthand knowledge. Hobie has been on the basketball court uh, recently, um, which is, you know, Connor's barely making it out of bed in the morning. Um, Hobie's on the basketball court. Clear edge. I have such low confidence that this match is even going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. I don't know. Please prove me wrong, Hobie. I think Connor. it's gonna happen. Please prove me wrong. It's gonna. Or we're gonna it's make gonna it happen. happen. It's gotta happen. Okay. 
mean, who okay. knows? Maybe, maybe Connor's, uh, you know, maybe Connor's got COVID and he's not going to be able to play like Miles Sanders. Um, but yeah, maybe he's faking that he has COVID right now and that he's taking a test and really he's out on the hard court. You know, he's, I like where he's doing at. Wheels. You know, he's he's uh, he's getting in it. In the he's running sprints, doing lines. I mean, could be getting into it. But uh, fuck you, Connor. I'm not your promoter. But yeah. uh, I'll be all right. You know, Connor's already got that. He's just building up the excuses already. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pathetic. Oh, yeah. So uh, oh, they come out. naturally. Shouts out to you, Connor. Um, let's Best get into it. Let's, let's get into week uh, 13 here. Talk about the uh, the matchups that were. And uh, before we break down everything in the playoff picture as we head into our final week of the regular season, uh, Tristan, you mentioned you upset victory over Hovey. Big week for your team. 25 points from Dallas Goddard, 17 from Elijah Moore, and I like it. The, the defense whisper is back. 17 points from Cowboys defense on Thursday. 131.1 <laughs> to 97 over Hobie. He's back. Uh, easy victory. For Tristan. Uh, Stretch your butt hole. It, look, it looked like Chris was going to get three wins in a row, but Jerry with the comeback. 146.7 to 140.9. Joe. That's tight. Joe takes down AMAC, no surprise there, 130.9 to 88.9. Ben with a big win over Curtis. That was a huge matchup for your team. Needed the win, and you got it convincingly, 148.1 to 104.7. Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins combined for 50 points, so a big week from your receivers. Huge. Huge. Jordan, he needed a huge week points-wise, and he got it. He was our highest-scoring team of the week, 156.6 to 120.7 over spencer and clash of the coast volume two connor once again bows down to the superior 125.2 to 74.8 our lowest scoring team of the week uh any any highlights what you guys uh highlight of the week i'll I'll start with you ben anything you wanted to shout out from week 13 i really needed jerry to lose because it would have locked me in to the playoffs but once again jerry's team comes through on a monday night game that was really fun to watch that had that had to be the highlight of the week yeah that was a big one i was like uh with Diggs, it was like man it's gonna be hard for Diggs to score much because no one's really throwing it that much and when they're throwing it's it's not going well so damian harris once he ripped that big touchdown run and that was all jerry needed that's all i needed that was it that was, that was a that was really close though. I thought I thought Chris might be able to squeak that out, but as soon as soon especially with the weather, like seeing I that pregame, I was like, oh, like Diggs isn't gonna get it. Maybe there's a shot. Maybe Damian Harris gets hurt. Chris could do it. Yeah, and that he ripped off that run, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, but, that was it. Uh, it's yeah, just was, you know, for as much as like shitting on Kurt, uh, Chris is good, just. Good fun to do. He's had some really bad luck. His yeah. team oh, yeah. has a lot of points against. I feel like every week that Chris puts up like big numbers, he just kind of gets squeaked out by like six to ten points. I know his team's two and eleven. Obviously, he's a bottom feeder, but I feel like his team's just not that bad. Yeah, I, I got my money that he's not going to be the football bowl champ. Sorry yeah. to be him. It's it's gonna be hard because he's got the he's got the buy the first week, so obviously, you know, he's got one less game to get out of it. Mm-hmm. But I agree it's like, you know, Chris's team has had a lot of bad weeks. Don't get me wrong. 
he's he had a stretch there where it wasn't going well but i feel like early in the year and late in the year he's had a lot mm-hmm. of pretty strong performances and a lot of them he's came out on the still came out on the wrong side um so we'll have to see how things go for him he at two and eleven he's locked in in that first round by the total bowl he can't get out of it oh but, yeah um We'll have to see how it goes for him in that bracket. Uh, Tristan, what did you want to shout out from this week? Uh, I mean, I frankly just wanted to shout out Connor. Thanks for continuing to suck ass and uh, joining me at, at five and eight. I'm glad I could smack some hovey ass, and uh, that was a, that was a big surprise. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like I was thinking about that too, Ben. Like in the toilet bowl, I think that Chris is one of the teams I'm most afraid of be completely yep. honest like because like yep. everything we've said like he's starting to come on end of the season he never really lo- i mean never lost by that much his team is really strong on paper and if they can continue to put it together down the stretch especially for teams fighting for playoff spots and seating like he could he could be the dark horse for for the toilet bowl and, and not get it so we'll see yeah you know chris and dark horse are probably never been spoken in the same sentence before until now so i like the i like the analysis we're getting there hey not that we know if you maybe noticed the dark horse <laughs> down at uh the hong kong club but uh <laughs> and, T- and tijuana they maybe call they maybe calling him uh the dark horse the black horse <laughs> something touche uh my high yeah. my high of the week goes to hovey even though he uh, fell flat in his matchup against Tristan. Uh, we played golf on Sunday, and he, beforehand he was hemming and hawing about who he should start, Mike Davis or Alex Collins as his RB2. Uh, I think personally I probably would have gone with Alex Collins. That would have not worked out if uh, if he chose that. He went with Mike Davis, and he had his best game of the year, 14.9 points, scored a touchdown. Alex Collins with zero. So, uh Shouts out to you, Ho, for uh, for my boy, my boy Mike Davis. I know I drafted him for a reason, and it was to trade him to you so you could start him randomly one week and have him score fourteen point nine points. What a generous guy you are, Eric. <laughs> nice, just doling out high quality fantasy advice. All right, that does it for uh, for week thirteen. A uh, wild week it was. Let's uh, we've been you know hitting on it a little bit already, but let's kind of break down the playoff picture we got here. Um, I'm 11 and two. I've locked up the number one seed first round by, uh, and at this point, four teams are eight and five Spencer, Ben, Hovey and Joe and their points. The point scored is goes in that order. I believe. Yes. Um, those teams, all of you guys could, uh, end up being the two seed and get a buy. There's also a chance that any one of those teams could not make the playoffs. Um, so a lot of variants could happen here. Um, Spencer and Joe play each other. So of those two, one of them is going to be in. Um, both of them could be in, even if, uh, depending on what happens in other matchups. Uh, Jerry's at 7-6. and six. If he wins, uh, he's playing me this week. If he wins, he could be in on record. Um, he could also get in on the point spot. Uh, if the playoffs started today, Jerry would be out. Curtis would take the point spot. He's the highest scoring team, despite being six and seven. Uh, he has one thousand eight hundred sixteen points. Um, Jordan has one thousand seven hundred seventy-four. Jerry one thousand seven hundred seventy-one. 
Yeah, like those are the teams who are really fighting for that sixth playoff spot. Jordan can't get it on record. Uh, Curtis can't get it on record. So those are the teams who are, I would say, most really, most likely in the fight for that sixth spot. Uh, Chris, as we mentioned, has locked up the first round by the Topol. The second one spot, second spot still up in the air. Uh, Tristan, a, a big matchup for you this week against AMAC. You're playing each other. You guys are separated by six points, six point six points. So if AMAC were to win, he'd have to outscore you. Um, he'd have to outscore you by six point seven points to avoid the bye, um, as he's one win behind you. Uh, Connor has a more sizable lead on both of you, so I feel like it's going to be tough for him to get the first round total bye. Um, but you know, Connor scored thirty three point seven points in the week before. Anything could happen. <laughs> Uh, let's not forget no lead is safe for connor uh i guess um i'll start with you tristan how do you see the 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 top six shaking out how do you see you know all those teams sing eight and five how do you see how do you kind of foresee it playing out it's tough right like there's so i i think this is probably one of the most uh intriguing since this season or like you know, weeks to get into the playoffs that at least since I've been a part of the league that we've had, that's like so contentious, so many people at the same record, like you said, Spencer and, and Joe playing each other and that, you know, it, it, you know, kind of determines at least what the seating is since they're already locked in. But um, I don't know. I think I really, I really hope that Jared wins just to stick it to you because if you win this week, he will not hear the end of it or will we which is the most annoying part uh you could text him all day but um, if you're continuing to tell all of us about it um you can go fuck yourself um (laughs) but yeah i think i think jared's gonna pull it out this week and i think he's gonna get that sixth spot i just don't i think your team is is way more prone to shitting the bed than being like a perennial perennial high scoring team um he does have some injuries obviously or some at least questionable tags so hopefully those guys get healthy but i think jerry's going to take that six spot um and yeah i think he's going to squeak in there and like i said earlier i think he's one of the better position teams for a playoff run so we'll see if that comes to fruition yeah uh ben i guess you know, what do you you got a big matchup against against Jordan this week? Obviously a tough matchup. Um, the other guys you're fighting against, Hovey's playing Connor, so you got to figure he's he's almost a shoe in to make the playoffs at this point. It's gonna be tough for him to fall out. Uh, yep. Joe and Spencer are facing each other, so um, you know. No, I'm 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 looking at like worst case scenarios for my team, and let's say that Jerry wins. Um. So he, so Jerry wins. If Jerry wins and Joe wins, uh, that's gonna be it's gonna be tough luck for me. I'm gonna have to basically just score a lot of points and hope that that carries me in. It's gonna be close though. Yeah, I, I think like... Jerry's your worst your worst nightmare in that sense. It's I think a, you can yeah, make yeah. up the gap with Joe. It's tough because uh, you know. If they if both I beat Jerry, win, yeah. They both win and I lose. Joe then has a better record than me, and he's in ahead of me. 
and Jerry's only 10 points behind me, and he could easily yeah. outscore me by 50. And then I'm host. Oof. That's close. That's yeah. close. I don't know. This could be a good week. I don't I don't feel good about uh, my prospects of beating Jordan. Jordan's team's kind of on a heater right now. Who does he have? Yeah. I've, it's a conundrum, I feel like, for the league, because if I beat Jerry, it just gives me a, t- you know, a plethora of ammo. I can just flop my stiffy on the table and put it out there like for I really to don't save. want you to beat Jerry. But everybody who's 8-5 right nights. now, record-wise, if Jerry loses, would be in the playoffs. So yeah, we really want it you bene- to beat be beneficial. Just, just for that. It'd be beneficial to re- those four teams. I realized tuna cans were considered stiffies. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's tight, though, right? Like, that. The the it's yeah. going to be... It makes it it's exciting. It's crazy. Exciting. I, I feel like two weeks ago, uh, Hovey and Spencer were looked like for sure play out. Like it oh, wasn't yeah. going to last week for them. Probably yeah. wasn't going to matter. But they both lose two in a row and put it in a go into his spot. Yeah. Joe's team mm-hmm. was on the, kind of the outside looking in. He wins two in a row I to put him spot. Yeah, five in a row total. But he wins the last two to put himself give him a chance um, to get into the playoffs. Uh, Curtis, everyone, you know, Jerry and Jordan are rooting for Curtis to win every week because they want him to get in on record because he's the highest scoring team in the league. So if it comes down to it, he's going to take that point spot. But he's, you know, he loses to Ben last week and puts himself in a spot where the only way he's getting in now is on point. So it just really, it hurts Jerry's and Jordan's chances I mean, Jordan especially. Jordan can't get it on record. Jerry can at least get it on record, but if Jerry loses, he's he's done. It's gonna be it'd be tough for him to um, get it on points. You know, he's a forty-five points down. I mean, it's not. It's not a. It's it could happen, but it's it's pretty it's pretty tough. So, uh, these last few weeks leading into this one have have been pretty wild and uh, sets it up for a pretty exciting week. Who are the teams that you are most scared of to see in the playoffs? If I had to pick, uh, Curtis would be number one. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I feel like he, team's is, he is the favorite. Um, before this last week, he had just been on an absolute roll. I mean, he was I feel like he was scoring like 150-plus points every week for a while. Um, Spencer's team kind of was struggling, but he had a lot of injuries, and I feel like, you know, last week he has Murray and Hopkins are back now. Uh, Josh Jacobs is looking better. Chubb and Hunt. Hunt hasn't, Hunt, they had their bye week, so I feel like coming out of the bye, those guys are both going to be pretty healthy. Um, so I feel like his team is probably second. And then, yeah, Jordan's team is pretty strong, but he's probably not going to make the playoffs at this point. It's going to be tough. Ben, your team is pretty strong. You've obviously heard. You know, the swift injury hurts you, but I still feel like you got a pretty good team. Um, and, yeah, Jerry's team, if he makes it in, um, you know, obviously his team is a little banged up right now, but if, if he's healthy, um, I feel like he's got just as strong a team as anyone. Um, I'm just hoping I get a good draw and can get lucky in the playoffs because uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to those teams, I don't think my team stacks up very well. <laughs> You got Aaron Jones coming out of injury, though. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Like, trade. I just have a bunch of wild cards. Like, Lamar Jackson has been 
horrible lately, but he could also like he he scored forty five points in a week in a game earlier in the year. Like he he could it's his range of outcomes. That was the Monday night again, Jordan. Yeah, his range of outcomes is super wide. Uh, you know, Cam, Cam Newton is my QB two. It's I mean they're kind of the same quarterback. Lamar Jackson is obviously a better passer than Cam Newton, but that's not saying much. Um, can you start a can you start a defense in your offensive player spot? I was wondering that because uh, there was a couple weeks where defense like whisper. Why don't you the Seahawks him? and the book and the Bucks have good out. matchups, and I was like maybe I could play them as my flex, but That'd I don't innovative. think it's possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm it, I'm gonna need some luck to make it to the championship, but uh, I mean. At this point, it's total luck. I'm eleven and two, so maybe it's just my wow. Year. Look at look at you admitting it. Finally, what is this week? I feel like I admitted it a long it time was, ago. I admitted it a long time ago. But... Did you? I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but hey, you know, for years I've been talking about how we should do a head-to-head matchup every week, and then top six, bottom six get a win and a loss. And then Connor's like, "Oh, we got you know." we like people like the randomness blah 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 i gotta keep it fun you know bullshit like you know common answer to the to the bottom feeders ants you know he's gotta appease the peasants you know not the real fantasy the, the real fantasy oh my god eric you are the playoffs. oh my god i gotta but, get out of here that? What was that other uh what was that other app that you were talking about like switching sleeper to sleeper yeah sleeper yes yeah, every sucks. time you talk every time you talk about that i like for whatever reason like put it in my head as one of those like alt-right apps like, like parlor yeah, yeah i'm like you have to ask jordan dude, like yeah got it yeah we should yeah jordan yeah jordan <laughs> maybe get the maybe get the dish from curtis and see what's going on yeah. there but yeah. Um, yeah yeah fun fact the like the the intro to the band you have to go yeah, I gotta get out of okay. here. Okay, we got a We're losing our guest, Ben. Ben, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Good sesh, guys. Any, Good sesh, guys. Any we'll see you on the other side. Parting words. I'll see you in the playoffs. Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully not. Now nah, I got nothing other than I really need you to beat Jerry. Yeah. Down I really to Jerry. need you to beat Jerry. Horrible texture. I hate that I'm saying that, but sorry, Jerry. <laughs> I need you to lose. Jerry Later. and I. Yeah. See you, Ben. <laughs> Fun fact about Parlor. The intro to the podcast is by like the NBA on NBC theme. It's like called yeah. Round Ball Rock. Is the song is I think the guy's name is Michael McDonald. Maybe no, 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 that's not it. I'm looking it up. Didn't sound right, but I'll roll with it. Michael McDonald's like the ain't no mountain high enough guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not him. I just think he did the EIG theme. John Tesh. John Tesh is the guy's name. Oh, he does yeah. NBA on NBC. And I remember like two years ago when, well, I don't know when Parlor started. I want to say it was about a year and a half ago or two years. I feel like it was before That's COVID. Okay. But I just remember him like posting a tweet on Twitter like, uh, you know, the liberals are taking away free speech, blah, blah, blah. Come join me on Parlor and follow me and he like dropped his username or whatever so you know we have to appease both political parties with the podcast um it's true that's so, true know, i thought that's why we were on podbean though yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> shout out john tesh 
I don't know if he's still. I don't know if he's still on Parlor. Let's. I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna give it a quick Google. John, John Tesh and likely John Rocker. No, when you when you Google John West John Tesh Parlor, the first articles from Newsweek, John Tesh jumps on the Parlor bandwagon. Oh. By declaring he leaves Twitter, users wonder who he is. <laughs> That's what the headline says. <laughs> 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 shout out john tesh i'm sure if, Wait, i'm you... sure if you listen if you looked at curtis's spotify wrapped john tesh might be number one <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that uh, uh before before the island boys like a year and a half before the island boys what was that other like uh that white florida rapper uh who was like the pro trump guy are you talking Remember about little pump no, 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 no. He looked like a, uh, he had like a, a super clean beard and he would like rent uh, Lamborghinis for like a video shoot. And all of his raps were uh, were about Trump. You don't remember that guy? No. No, no idea. Uh, There's a guy, I'm, I did a oh, quick Google, uh, Forgiato Blow, is that the guy's name? Forgiato Blow, yeah. <laughs> Never heard of him, but... Might have to invite oh. him on the podcast. I think so. Shout out. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> hey, maybe if we were on, uh, if we were on whatever that other app is, you'd be listening. Parlor. I mean, the questionable for Sunday Twitter account definitely didn't take off like we expected to. But the questionable for Sunday Parlor, you know, we might be hey, talking about a different story. Maybe we can mesh these two <laughs> things and get uh, get Curtis to run the Questionable for Sunday Twitter handle and uh, start start tagging some of his buds. Did you listen to the uh, uh, last episode? There was two Whittle Stranges. There was live. Did you listen to the last podcast episode? Yeah. So there was two Whittle Stranges. There was the live Whittle Strange uh, uh. talking about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. And then there was the one at the end that he had recorded with like his emt or is like maintenance guy at his work did you listen to it i don't know if i heard that one you should go back and take a listen it was pretty good uh are are, are we talking oil here or uh are we talking yeah it was with he works at an oil company or whatever this guy's like the maintenance dude they were talking about the origins of covid it was uh, quite intriguing oh yeah this is gonna be a hard hitter love it thanks for doing the, the hard work here curtis boots on the ground we it's unparalleled reporting so really appreciate it hopefully you don't get sued you know some people say the questionable for sunday has gone off the rails this year compared to last year but uh you know i would i would beg we're, we're bringing the content that's needed i think we're just building more railroads <laughs> exactly we gotta get we gotta get to new audiences uh our next segment, I don't know how much you uh, thought you put into this. Uh, your What have been your biggest, do you have any big takeaways from the 2021 season? It's uh, been a, you know, a different year, I feel like, for everyone that's moving to Superflex. And uh, mm -hmm. I feel like it's added a new dynamic to the league. It's been interesting to see how it's shaken out, um, given the experience. Yeah, it has. Had. I mean, I feel like my, my personal biggest takeaway is never draft christian mccaffrey ever again in my life uh since he absolutely ass raped me the last two years um that's my that's my own personal takeaway other than that though i think what's like what's a little more interesting is like 
some of the some of the like really established players who who a lot of us would go to as like consistent producers have started to fall off a bit. I don't know if it's like just their age in the league or it's the schemes that are running or it's like who knows maybe it's the common cold uh but like obviously russ with his finger like not the same deandre hopkins i feel like hasn't quite been the same um you know even aaron jones had some like games that he would typically dominate and had like four or five points so and frankly i said this before the before the show but like joe mixon not getting hurt that's absurd so like it seems like there's a bit of a kind of a title swing that i wasn't necessarily anticipating that obviously has paid off for some people cordero patterson yeah rb5 or whatever the fuck i mean there were just a lot of a lot of unknowns this season and kind of a lot of surprises i would say um that made it pretty unpredictable with the QB2 or the Superflex format, I think, made it super interesting. Um, I think it's just the unknowns and, like, kind of having to predict for the inevitable downfall of RB1s, wide receiver ones, QB1s that you have to plan for. It makes it tougher. Yeah. I think my biggest takeaway this year is I don't want to draft anybody on a team with a shitty coach. And so, like, you look at the Shout teams. Bears. The Bears, every Bear has been horrible. Like, David Montgomery, I guess, is the only guy you really feel okay about having on your team. Maybe, maybe Mooney. Yeah, but darn it, you spent, like, he was, like, a dollar player or whatever, but, like, Allen Robinson, a lot of people were high on oh, yeah. the year. He was, like, a close to, I don't remember what you spent, but 15 to $20 19. or something like that, $20 yeah. player. He's I remember like, during the draft – uh, ben was like, "Oh, like fuck you. That's a great buy at nineteen bucks. That's a great buy." And like, I thought it was gonna be good. I thought Justin Fields was gonna come in and just like, I thought it was gonna light a Rob up and back to the Bears offense and yeah. Fuck Matt I mean, look at like the Giants with when they. I, I mm. mean, I don't know about Joe Judge as a coach, but they had Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator. The guy's horrible. He's fired now, but obviously it's not gonna get much better. But like Saquon, he had like two good weeks. He got hurt, obviously, so that doesn't help. But like Kenny Galladay, uh, Daniel Jones, those guys, it's like you're not really counted on any of them week to week. Uh, the Jags with Urban Meyer, like even at this point, like James Robinson is clearly like a great running back, and they're like Urban Meyer just like looks at the stat sheet every game. At the end of every game, is like, oh, I guess I should have gave that guy the ball more. Like I feel like he's he's said that quote like eight times this year so it's like the fact that your rookie qb is telling the team in the org that james robinson needs to be on the field uh i think that's a that's a pretty significant sign that they have no fucking idea what they're doing yeah like all the receivers jones uh dj Cherok obviously got hurt lavisca chanel i feel like everyone liked those guys going into the year they've just been you're not feeling confident with them like i drafted trevor lawrence i figured Hey, for a third QB, he could be pretty solid. If anything, I could trade him for something because I had two better. Yeah, QBs you tried. You, you tried real hard to trade him too. <laughs> now it's just like, well, I just got to keep him and hopefully, hopefully, never use him at this point. But uh, he's not. He's not doing me much. Um, but yeah, just avoiding the teams with shitty coaches. I feel like we'll just avoiding the players on teams with shitty coaches. Well, hopefully, be something I can remember in future drafts. I, I, I feel like, though, I, after the season, I definitely want to stick with Superflex. I think it's made it way more interesting. Like, I, ne- I had never played in the Superflex League, and, like, 
again, I was just a fucking idiot when I drafted and forgot that we were doing super flex, so that's on me. But in the next season, if we're doing it again, like a very similar roster structure, I think it'll be super interesting. I think a lot of the, I think there will be a lot more money left for later rounds on the table. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people spending as much early on, i.e. myself spending $60 on Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> For sure. I feel like this is another thing that... I feel like the a lot of people were really high on the rookie quarterbacks coming into the season. And... Lance, shut up. <laughs> I mean, Mac Jones has been the best one, but like fantasy-wise, he isn't. he's still not that great. Uh, they've all been pretty shitty. Uh, I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. every fantasy analyst, if you look into follow anybody on twitter or anything was like draft have recorded me quarterbacks you need and also draft trey lance and justin fields as like your mm-hmm. backup quarterback or a third quarterback or whatever if you're in a super flex i feel like i saw that take everywhere and those guys yeah. have sucked i mean trey lance can't even get on the field he's not i don't think he's gonna get on the field at this point in the season unless jimmy g got hurt justin fields is you know he's dealt with injury but it, he wasn't good when he was out there, so um, those picks never didn't work out for anyone who made them. And Trevor Lawrence obviously oh. hasn't been great. Zach Wilson's been horrible. Mac Jones is obviously the best on the field wise, but fantasy is still not ex- exceptional. But I totally agree. And frankly, that's my what you were saying about holding on to Trevor Lawrence. Like I just felt like I could. That's all I can do with Trey Lance and just hope that Jimmy G gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, frankly, like. Trey Lance is such a freak. Like I, I understand like Jimmy G was playing pretty well this year, but it was it was hard for me at the beginning of the year just not like to not fathom Trey Lance getting on the field at least half the games. Like like even just running like random like wildcat packages for him or something. Yeah. I don't know. But um that I think was probably one of the bigger wastes of talent this year, um, regardless of how raw he is. Yeah, because I think at the one point the 49ers were like two and five or three and six or something. Then they whiffed off like three wins in a row with Jimmy G. So it looked like Lance was going to be, they were going to be out of it. So then they would just turn Mm -hmm. to Lance at some point in the season. But Mm -hmm. now they're still in the playoff race. So so now I just need the, need a, uh, Harding to just take a big swipe at, uh, (laughs) at Jimmy G's knees and get me back in the game here. Higher Hitman, yeah. I like it. All right, let's look at uh, what's gone down now in week 14. We had the uh, the waivers run today. Uh, as I pull up the report here, uh, KJ Osborne was the uh, most spent on by anyone. That was Curtis, 30 bucks. Adam Thielen suffered an injury in like the first quarter of the last game. He's been ruled out uh, for this week. So KJ Osborne moves from the third receiver to the second receiver. So uh, made sense for someone to spend on him. And uh, Curtis put in $30. The next highest offer was 8 from Jordan. Um, Spencer paid 13 bucks for Chargers D. I actually like this pickup. Uh, they're playing mm-hmm. the Giants this week. Uh, it looks like Jake Fromm could be the starting quarterback. Uh, it's their third stringer. So the Giants were a bad offense to begin with. Now they're on their third quarterback. So good matchup. Uh, they also play Chargers. Also play Houston in Week 16. So if Spencer were to be in the you know the semis, uh, another good matchup there. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown three dollars to Jordan. Ben picks Davis Mills back up for three dollars. Tyra Taylor 
has like a wrist injury, so I think he's probably going to be out this week. I don't know after how long after that. Packers defense, three dollars to Curtis. Uh, Rashad Penny went to Jerry for a dollar. Kenneth Gainwell, two dollars to Curtis. Uh, a few other Connor added Jake Fromm for zero. A couple other zero dollar ads. Anything stand out um, from the ads this week on your end? Not really, to be honest. I mean, I I don't know. I guess I guess Connor's just going hardo on the Giants quarterbacks. Uh, I think that says enough about him and his philosophy on on uh, fantasy. Um, yeah, I think to your point, probably the best pick is Chargers D. I mean, there's not really a ton to write home about this week. Um, I think Amon Ross St. Brown, maybe something got sparked there in the win yeah. and he could kind of become good. I mean, he got, what, 10 targets last week? So, And he has gotten targets, but it's just been so inconsistent. But maybe that win I've showed the staff that he needs to be targeted yeah. more. I don't know. But we'll see on that. Small small shout out, though, to DeAndre Carter. Uh, went to high school with DeAndre. and uh, Shout out Washington High School. Nice. And uh, now he's on the Washington football team. Uh, should get him on the pod. But should get him on the pod. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll hit him up on Instagram and, and see if he's got the time. Dude, that would that'd be crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not really much to write home. About. I'm so, I'm a little I'm a little bummed though that you didn't go back in after Daddy Longneck and and try and pick up Davis Mills and and drop your boy uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I thought about putting it. I mean, I don't I don't have any money left, so you know, I I, I didn't have much to offer him contract wise. I don't think he would have accepted. Uh, but yeah, it would have been would have been nice to get a run out of you know. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, yeah I, I was gonna mention the St. Brown pickup too. I like that one. I had a bit it on him. Uh, Ten catches last week for eighty six yards on twelve targets. Caught the game winning touchdown. I feel like these rookie receivers are they were horrible at the start of the year. Now they're coming on. I mean, you know, firsthand Elijah Moore. I drafted Big him. Dick. He was doing nothing, and he's you know he's been almost you know number one receiver the last four or five weeks so maybe it's just he's taking a, a little time yeah. the second half guy um but yeah i mean honestly like like i said before even him like that was just such a you know just taking a flyer on him hoping that he would live up to the hype and it seems like maybe amon ross st brown you know could have a decent you know decent run the last few weeks and actually provide for um actually provide for uh Jordan and help his team out, but we'll see. All right, let's close it out here. Give our picks for the week and the uh, matchups, last matchups that are regular season. Um, I'm just gonna fly through. I'm gonna give each my pick, and then I'll have you do the same. Tristan, I'm taking. Obviously, I'm taking myself over Jerry. Uh, big rivalry here. Uh, can't go against myself. Got got to take him down. Um, Taking Hovey over Connor, that one's obvious. Tristan versus Amac. I mean, this might be matchup of the week right here. Matchup of the week material. Uh, I I don't know. I've, I'm going with Tristan. You know, Amac doesn't pay enough attention. He isn't. He doesn't put enough effort. This is Trist, Tristan has put in the effort even when he was out of it to make his team better, and. Uh, he's being rewarded. The fantasy gods listen. They they, they see the effort he's being he's put in, um, and they take notice. And uh, you know he's being rewarded for it. So uh, Topo by not in the picture for Tristan. He's catching the dub this week. 
what do we what else we got spencer versus joe this is a big matchup as well on the for the winner's bracket side i'm taking spencer spencer seemed looking a lot healthier now so you gotta like him uh curtis and chris taking curtis there and ben versus jordan Azari bowl volume two another big matchup this yeah this is you know this is game of the week material as well you know jordan talked that shit before the last matchup obviously a huge backfire he's been silent this week haven't heard from him so uh we'll see if it stays that way um but uh ooh, this one's tough um i'm gonna go i'm gonna take jordan they're good it's gonna even it out one to one um uh we'll see. and uh that could that could be huge could push ben out of the playoffs we'll have to see what happens uh, but uh, let's see. Let's see your picks. Spicy. Uh, I'm gonna just kind of start at the top here. I, I'm taking myself over Amac. I think honestly, like this is just a logical thing. I think Amac's pretty fucked with his roster. He has so many buys this week, and yeah. I don't think he has people to fill him. So uh, I'm taking myself, and I'm on a little bit of a run here. I like my I like my matchups. I'm getting getting my running backs back. I got Chuba going. Uh, even though that offense is pretty shit, maybe they'll have a little a little coming out game after Joe Brady got fired. Um, I like I like myself. I'm gonna take myself, not be a not be a cuck. Um, of course, I got Hovey over uh, over Connor. It's he just he can't yeah he can't have a, a little losing streak here. His, t- his team's too good for that. So taking Hove, uh, I'm taking I'm taking Jerry over you. Um, the ESPN projections have you as like a five-point favorite, I think. But yeah, they also with Keenan Allen, uh, they have him with the projection yeah. right now. If he's if he plays, I feel like it's a pretty close matchup. If he's out, that that's a big uh, it's a big blow to my team. Yeah, but I just see to what you had said earlier about the Chargers. D, like I don't see Kenny Galladay doing anything against the Chargers. I think you're like legitimately just hoping that Seahawks D has some turnovers against Houston. You're buoyed by Kittle, maybe CD Lamb and hope Aaron Jones and Lamar Jackson have good games, but that's uh, hard for me to see your team really doing, doing much this week. I think you're going to choke. Um, so I'm going to take, I'm going to take Jerry on that one and spice it up a little bit. Uh, God, shout out, shout out Chris, but I think you're dead here, dude. Uh, <laughs> love your team, but I got, got to take Curtis. Um, I agree. I think Spencer's Spencer's, a takedown Joe this week. Joe's been on a bit of a run, but um, yeah, to your point, like Spencer seems pretty healthy right now, and you gotta like his chances at this point in the season. Um, Kyler Murray comes back and just lights it up Dude, immediately. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was going off last week. Yeah, it's hard to pick against him at this point. Um, and then the, I think the game of the week, the Hazari Bros, the Bang Bros, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I. So this one's really tough. I I want I think I want Jordan to win and potentially get into the playoffs so that I don't have to play him in the potential toilet bowl matchup. Uh oh god. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Ben on this one. I'll I'll split you on it and uh I'll take Ben assert his his older brother dominance and to your point jordan's a little uh he's a little tuckered out after last week and, and talking <laughs> a big game and then walking back 
with his tail between his legs and licking his wounds and licking his licking his little pussy like his cats do. Uh, so I got to take Ben on this one. Shout out Ben. Shout out Jack. Potential two and zero in my Zari Bowl for Ben. Uh, but all right, that's gonna do it for the for the pod. Tristan, appreciate you coming on, replacing Connor. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, to sign off, I'll be Connor and talk and say it loud and blow your eardrums out and. Uh, fuck you, Eric. Love everyone else. Shout out, shout out, Chris. Shout out, Tristan. That's my, that's my Connor. You know, I'm gonna ask you one more thing before we go here. What, what is your message to Curtis in regards to the execution of his last place punishment? As someone who executed the last place punishment last year. Oh, oh well, <laughs> we're opening a can of worms here. Uh, first, I'll start off by saying that uh, that the production quality is very high. I think his the quality of his work is uh, is really good. Hard hitting questions, like real. I mean, he's he seems to be like at the level of like deep throat with his uh, with his investigative uh, uh, journalism and and like getting the word on the street and and leaking it to us to do what we need to do with it. Uh, he's doing great work there. What he's not doing great with is he's on what episode five. I think he's Fourth, five down five? right now. He's five. He's knocked out five. Fourth, last week of the regular season, week 14, you've gone nine weeks without doing jack shit? Like, <laughs> what? Like, this is this is borderline. Like, I, I'll say Connor, as much as he didn't, or he just had to post, like, a week, you know, once a week or whatever, and, like, didn't do something he was, he was supposed to. He walked into that bar looking like an absolute idiot. <laughs> Going outside, hear he, hear he, <laughs> and all of the women just scrambling to get as far away as they could from him. Uh, so he he put it out there, and I got to give him credit for that. Um, but Curtis, I mean, he's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of yeah, when he feels like it. It's lackluster. Lackluster. Some excuses here and there. Oh, you didn't give me the content over the off season. Bitch, no one gave me content in the offseason. I just fucking did it. Like, but you're crying. Like, God, I mean, Jesus, for all the people you follow talking fake news, all this shit, some alternate reality, <laughs> got tin foil on your heads. Like, Jesus, like, you would think that you would at least, you would at least come up with a better excuse than you guys didn't give me the content I needed. Christ, like, just you open your Twitter with, feed. Like, yeah, just open your Twitter feed. I mean, God, like, yeah, maybe you're spending too much time on Twitter and not actually doing the work on the ground you're supposed to. Geez, stop liking and retweeting and just get into some conversation. Maybe maybe do a little uh, Twitter spaces or something to, to talk to some of those people you follow or you know get the word on the street and do a little do a little podcast and record that. I don't know. Get creative. But have five episodes and we're 14 weeks in. Pick it up, Curtis. Pick it up, dude. Pick it up. That's not what I signed up for. Uh, it's not what any of us signed up for. So I think if I would, I would say that there's got to be a little, uh, got to be a little long tail on this punishment into the off season and uh, the rest that we're missing. I like it. I have an idea. I think uh, whatever, if if Curtis falls short of the episodes, I mean at this point he's got to produce like three a week uh, coming down the stretch here. I guess he has till week eighteen now. So what do we got? Uh, four sure. weeks left. 
for weeks. Nine episodes, so you know, whatever the he, math I guess is on that. In, in theory, it's the holiday season, so he could, uh, you know, he could crack open some eggnog and talk with the uncles about, uh, <laughs> you know, something something out there. But um, may, yeah, who knows? Critical Maybe race theory. Season. I'm sure Chris is on yeah. some hot takes on critical race theory. <laughs> Maybe the uh, maybe he's gonna talk a little bit about the Jesse Smollett trial. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that'd be a good one too. Uh, ask ask him if ask his uncles if he, if they actually think that Jesse Smollett beat off with his abuser. Um, did, did you see that? <laughs> I didn't, but uh, it sounds believable. Apparently, before he got quote unquote like uh, abused or mugged or whatever. Assaulted, yeah. uh, he, yeah, he had he had spent uh, some night like beating off with the guy who uh, who apparently abused him. So uh, maybe maybe Curtis can get down to the bottom of that one with uh, with his uncles. Who knows? Yeah, you got to watch out for those Trump supporters who also watch Empire. <laughs> there's a, a small, lot. There's a lot of them out there. Apparently, <laughs> the streets of Chicago are full of them. The streets of Ferndale are full of them. <laughs> uh, I think I think he's got a lot of topics uh, at hand. I think he can I think he can go go off with that well and uh, and bring back some hard hitting journalism that we've been dying for here at Questionable for Sunday and that our audience has been dying yeah, for. Yeah, I got I, I've been meaning to text Curtis this one, but I got a good idea for a future episode, so I'll give it to him now. I think uh, Curtis should look into the conspiracy that Connor uh, likes to highlight the sexuality of Aaron Rodgers to cover up his own homosexuality. So Curtis, there you go. I feel like you can go. I'm just handing it to you on a silver platter. (laughs) Dive deep on that one. Might have to go down to Portland and, uh, Hey, at least you got the, at least you got the, uh, you, know, you got the, the Proud Boys in Portland as well as Antifa, so you get a lot of perspectives <laughs> yeah. on on uh, on Connor's whereabouts and uh, his sexuality. For sure, but Curtis figured out due to episodes, or I feel like you should like have to cook a feast for the league meetup at the end of the season or something like that. You'd be on the line for uh, food. I don't but know. Yeah, something he's got he's got lines. something else. Yeah, yeah, something else coming for sure. Uh, but yeah. But Curtis, for not uh, for not completing the task uh, in the designated time, but also shout out for the production quality because it's hard hitting. All right, let's 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 close the episode on that. Curtis, pick it up. Connor, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully see you back next week. Hopefully the flu doesn't keep you down for too long. Um, as always, it's a great episode, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week as we head into the playoffs. <laughs>